On this episode of Real Estate Insiders Unfiltered, we talk about NAR's past, its struggles, its future. Uh, we got a really good reminder about all the things that NER does that have actually kept all of us employed. So it's a big reminder for me. So tune in. It's going to be a great show. You talk about it privately. We talk about it publicly. This is the Real Estate Insiders Unfiltered podcast. Welcome again to the Real Estate Insiders Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, James Dwiggins, along with my co-host, Crazy Uncle Keith. <laughs> yes, Keith, sir. Tell us about Seth. Pass the 2024 NAR Public and Federal Issues Liaison. Yes, nothing better than a podcast about NAR nowadays. Uh, this and was a really good one, though. It was so yes. good. It, and here's why. It was a candid and vulnerable and honest conversation about the past and what's gone wrong, wrong at NAR, how NAR could and should approach the future. And we also spent some time reminding ourselves, I know I was reminded, about so some I, of the things that NAR has done to help the industry. And I think we'd all be unemployed like <laughs> without them, is what I realized. Yeah. So Yeah. So put uh, it in your ear, kids, because I think we show. may have forgotten some of the things that NAR has done for us. Seth, welcome to the show. We are Super excited to have you on the show. This is going to be a little bit of a different podcast than we um, have done in the past, but I am very excited to dive deep into these topics. Also, as you, you know, we're going to have you explain your background real quick to the viewers and listeners, the tens of thousands of you that are following this stuff now. Um, but I, I'm, I'm actually really excited to have you because, you know, uh, your background is you're in the field and you're a practitioner. So just tell everybody a little about who you are and then we'll dive into these topics about NAR, which happens to be a big headline these days. Wee! So, Wee! Oh, yes. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, well, thank, first of all, thanks for having me. You know, always happy to talk real estate. Um, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, you know, just like, uh, you know, the rest of the realtor community, I'm a practitioner on the ground. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, born and raised, uh, former Browns mascot. I was the first official dog of the Stop Cleveland Browns. Shut up. I know. Seriously, I saved that for you. You didn't know that. I didn't no. send that information to you. You I was might the first be the to dress up as a dog for the Cleveland Browns. You might be the uh, coolest person I know now, like right I mean, to the top of the list. I'm up there. That's yeah. a superhero power right there in itself. For so signed on Art Model. Yeah. Oh. So wow. uh, because he's well, we don't want to get into that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've been a realtor for 18 years. Um, I have a team here in Cleveland called the Task Team. Um, you know, we sell you know you know hundreds of houses uh, a year, and uh, I do residential and commercial. Also now doing uh, new construction. I, uh, I started a modular uh, company. So we're starting to try to fill this affordable housing gap because not many people are trying to build an affordable price point. So that's something else that I do. That's a whole pretty problem. Uh, yeah. I'm a partner with my brokerage, Ber Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Professional Realty. Um, and uh, uh, in the realtor community, um, I've been... You know, I would say, you know, if, if you if you don't have no right to, to complain if you're not going to be part of the solution. So um, I started uh, volunteering at the Realtor Associations in 2009. Uh, I was a YPN chair when I started out. Uh, been past president of the Akron Cleveland Association of Realtors, uh, past president of Ohio Realtors. 
And um, um, I've been, I've, you know, I've been doing work at NAR. I'm sort of a political and ag- advocacy geek. So, you know, <laughs> um, when I looked at the NAR committees years ago, they brought uh, all of the, the first year they brought YPN uh, leadership around the country to NAR for what they call leadership summit, which is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, chairs, vice chairs and, and a president elects and associate executives they bring to sort of, Hey, this is how we work together and all this kind of stuff. We didn't really know why we were being brought there or they just said, here's 750 bucks to go to Chicago. I went to Northwestern. <laughs> I was like, I'll go back to Chicago. <laughs> um, you know, so we went and a bunch of us, you know, under 40 somethings, um, you know, we're just hanging out and drinking and having a great time. And then, you know, Ron Phipps comes in the, the room and says, we need young people on national committees. And they passed this list out. And I, I said, federal financing and housing policy. That sounds that sounds sexy. Well, so you, your you definition really, of sexy is you really are a, a policy. Said, geek if that, you're like, that sounds sexy. I'm going to check that box. Yeah. I did. So, so, uh, so that was my first committee. Um, I've chaired that committee since I've chaired conventional financing and policy committee. Um, and I am now the 2024 public and federal issues liaison. Um, so you're so, with the incoming administration for, well, technically Tracy's there. So, um, yes. in, the, in the new year, you'll be in the, in the role. Um, yeah, well, thank you for that. And I, yeah. I think that's important for everyone to hear is, um, uh, you know, typically, and this is just in general, we're bringing on, you know, chief executive officers of all these different companies. And we are intentionally wanting to bring somebody who has a significant background in the association work and boots on the ground, which most of the executives we talk to don't sell real estate. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. um, it's a shame. And, and, well, right. they did to be clear, but they just don't now. And so we're, we're wanting to really have a deep discussion about some of this stuff. All right. Yeah. So, Thank you again for being here. And Keith and I did preface just this is not a there's no actual set real agenda here for the viewers and listeners. And Seth has agreed to come on and take some the hot seat questions. So we'll start with this. Did I? Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll know in a minute. What? Yeah, we'll know in a minute. Um, look, I mean, I think we can all agree that NARS had a hell of an 18 months. Um, mm. Been really difficult, both with, you know, all of the. The lawsuit stuff that's certainly occurring, uh, obviously the the harassment stuff that's happened. Um, you know, you're on the, you're on the executive committee, correct? Is that no director? Yeah. So, well, I've been a director for uh, since 2016. You're part of the leadership team, though, correct? Yeah, that's, now, that's the, not, now, now, yeah. as now, of as it goes as forward, of, uh, okay. 14 days ago. So, <laughs> got it. Yeah, the leadership team. So <laughs> okay. it's important to know that because the the leadership team is like the president, media's past president, president, uh, first vice president, president elect, and the two appointed vice presidents. So okay. they're the high level. Got it. Leadership team. The extended leadership team are all the liaisons that are appointed by the president to oversee the committees and be the conduit of information from that committee work to the leadership team. So not okay. that. So best way I can explain. No, this is fine because I don't think anybody knows how the whole thing's structured yeah. anyway. Yeah. Listen, it's when you know you, you accept an appointment like this. I accepted this appointment um I don't know, over a year ago. Uh you you knew you were getting it, you know, uh, maybe eventually, right. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. remember when it was, end of twenty two or something, whatever it was, you sort of knew. So 
So I had no idea what I was getting myself into, <laughs> evidently. Um, yep. And Time I, makes. you know, it's like one of these, I, I've been, you know, I've wanted this position for a long time because I'm a political junkie and I feel I'm the right person for this job. I know the advocacy space as well as any realtor in, in the country, probably. Um, and I've been excited to, to, to do this. I'm also on the RPAC travel team, which means I get to travel the country and talk about why our advocacy is so important, um, which I think is one of the strongest benefits that we have um, mm, as right. an association, as a anyone, member. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I didn't realize I was going to be on the cleanup crew. Um, <laughs> and that's, how, that's how I think we feel. And that's okay. You know, right, right leader, right time, I guess. I hope that's yeah. the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your, your willingness to be here, uh, speaking into a microphone says a lot, right? Like you're yeah. leaning into it. You understand that, um, nothing's been solved by communicating less ever in the history of man. thousand percent. And I, and yeah. I wish, I wish more people would, would speak up for NAR. Um, I'm not running away from it. I know the yeah. value of what NAR is, what it, what it has been. It's unfortunate this black eye or multiple black eyes, uh, unwarranted in some capacities but um is what it is so we yeah. can't run from it do you think do you think nar needs to change and since you're part of i'm going to use your words the cleanup crew uh, what you can divulge like what do you where do you think it needs to go there's a lot of people with opinions about this and you know you're value your opinion a lot more because you're there yeah <laughs> you're you've been brought in post yeah all of the well, I, crazy. I, I, I will tell you um, that I think it's important to know. And I think, I think Tracy has said this, um, publicly, um, that, you know, listen, there were systems, there were systems that were not in place that should have been in place. And there's no excuse that they weren't, um, you know, I think a lot of, you know, the, the, the what's, what's interesting is, is that NAR is, it is a very different, you know, cat than most organizations you know it's this massive, massive. Uh, it is it's a massive organization <laughs> yeah. it, it's the largest trade association on earth it's got a 1.5 million members um almost everybody that uh, that other than staff of course every every realtor that works here is uh it works you know within the workings is a volunteer mm -hmm. um and it's, you know, policing volunteers is something that's, you know, an interesting, uh, it, it takes a real interesting set of, of policies and procedures for that. And there have not, and there weren't a lot of policies and procedures for certain incidents and circumstances. And plus we've got three levels. We call it the three-way agreement, like the local, the state and the national. So things happen at all different levels. And so um, I could tell you that right now, um, whether people believe it or not, and I don't care whether they believe it or not, I'm telling you that it is. Um, I, I am serving myself on the policies and procedures uh, committee. That And every one of these different committees, whether it's the culture committee, um, um, and I'm not sure I even have the right word. It might be a culture commission. I think it's sure. culture transformation commission, the CTC. Um, policies and procedures. Like w there are three different groups now that have been established um, that are working on fixing the, the you know the systems around mm -hmm. preventing any of this crap from happening again, um, and 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 I and I think it's also most important to understand 
that we're not making those decisions. We have third party law firms, professionals, other entities whose expertise lies in that field running the show. Hmm. We've hired an interim CEO who is a brilliant woman. Okay. Hmm. And is, is, um, I, I, you know, I've met her a couple times and I can tell you that she's all business, um, all business and very, uh, very attuned to, uh, public image. Do you think that out of some of these, that out of some of this stuff, there's a lot of people talk about the structure and in your comments valid. I mean, we're trying to, it's a massive, it's a massive organization with a lot everybody has an opinion uh go figure in residential real estate um, everyone has an opinion period right period. like um, yeah well everyone has an opinion of the real estate market right yeah 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 do, do yeah. you think that there that there there needs to be or there will be organizational changes structural changes to the way nar operates in the future i i i would say that's the case about any organization wouldn't you i mean you know mm-hmm. I, th- I think that any organization you know one of my favorite quotes is from uh, the, uh, the the play Inherit the Wind, which um, if you don't know what that's, it's about the Scopes Monkey Trial. But uh, there's a quote in there that says, perhaps it is you, my friend, who moved away by standing still. Oh. You know, so, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, listen, if you're not changing with the times, you're falling behind, you know? Mm-hmm. So, w- w- of course, things are gonna change. Mm-hmm. Um, and things are changing. Um, and, and, and that's a good thing. Sure. Um, the narrative that's out there and Keith and I have been very direct on record that we absolutely think this is a stupid idea. We'll repeat again. There is a, there is a narrative about this thing just needs to burn to the ground. I've actually yep. seen somebody post that NAR. before. Yeah. yeah. Blow up. NAR. Uh, who need, NAR, who like, needs them? Burn it to the ground. They don't help us anyway. Oh. You know, that, that message I'm what does that world I'm look informed. like what what, what is, that, what is like? that yeah what is that let's just play that out for a yeah. second let's just blow it up burn it down like let's just go down that road for a second well, well, well let's yeah let, let's talk about that so when you say burn it down do we mean that nothing takes its place yeah and <laughs> that's God. what that's what people want it, it I, 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 so yeah. I, I don't think that people well, we can't say people. That's horrible to say. Everyone, you know, there's no sure. I, absolutes are so so horrible. Like, everyone, everything, no one, no one we'll does this. The, the people who no. are posting burn the it to the ground. Yeah. yeah. So burn it to the ground. Um, you know, first off, you know, if an organization trade exi- trade associations exist for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, if you say burn NAR down, you might as well burn down every other trade association. Um, you know, lobbying is one of the what lobbying and member services, uh, education and professionalism. I mean, these are pillars of, of, of trade associations. Um, and if you think that, 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 uh, that the profession of selling the largest sector of the United States economy mm-hmm. doesn't deserve protection and doesn't deserve professionalism um, and oversight of its of its own uh, operations and doesn't deserve advocacy. Then I don't know how to help you. Let me 
let me take the side of the frustrated person and you just sure. talk to me and because then everyone can hear it right because yeah. i do understand it when when you feel let down by someone or something yeah there is a natural reaction to want to lash out at it right mm -hmm. that's a base human instinct and that's why we say things that we regret when we're in an argument with someone right and yeah. and you can't go back and unring the bell and i do think and you you've stated this already so you're not in your words but like nars earned some frustration right it is okay and appropriate yeah. that people are mad and frustrated um because there have been some things that have happened that are maddening and frustrating yeah to us too correct to me, right to, to everyone yeah yeah, yeah. listen I, I i'm gonna tell you i, I sell real estate that's what yeah. i do mm -hmm. i'm sitting here talking to you because of NAR, <laughs> right. this is this is an hour that I could be on a listing appointment. That's right. That's right. Okay. Or leading your team, or you're when I a book when I went or... to St. Louis for a realtor party training conference, that was three days that I could be at home. I, I, you know, sometimes it's incalculable how much more money I can make yeah. or how much yeah. more business I could do. You actually I'm can't not out here doing this. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to be doing this. Right. So um, I'm the person who is at the keyboard and feeling these feelings. What would you say to me? What would you tell me? Like, if I we were say, having coffee. Well, first thing I would say, you know, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, that's, where, that, that, that's the start of it. I, you know, I, I always like to say, you know, I tell, you know, I, I say this to managers and in leadership and, um, you know, people just want blame to rest somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's a human thing, yeah. you know? Um, you ever notice when, even if it's not your fault, as a team leader, you know, Tracy had us at read uh, a book called Extreme Ownership. Write mm. it down. Great book. I've read it. It's great. Oh, man. It, it really is that great Jocko's, book. Is that Jocko Willis? Yeah, book? yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Great, book. great uh, book. Great. And they came in and presented to us. It, I, it, um, amazing book, Extreme Ownership. Um, and listen, it was the first time I had read somewhere that what I've been telling people all along, I said, I'd say, listen, just, just take the blame. People just yeah. want blame to rest somewhere until it rests somewhere. Um, you know, it, it's just a constant, um, you know, lack of, of communication. There's always adversarial, you know, um, you know, things going on, you know, Hey, listen, you know, and I say that to my, to my team. I'm like, listen, just, just take the blame whether it's mm -hmm. your fault or not. But as a leader, it's always your fault, right? Right. Anything Period. that happens on my team, even if I didn't know, if I didn't know about it, it's my fault. I didn't know about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Listen, it's my yeah. fault. I, I wasn't communicating Comes often with the enough. title. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So the first thing I would say is I'm sorry, whether I was there at the beginning or not, whether I was, you know, on the, you know, involved, in, you know, so for my first time involved in leadership and, <laughs> you know, so this is what I got to do over the next year then I'll, I'll listen and, and mm -hmm. I will, and I'm happy to apologize on behalf of what's happened. Um, but I can tell you as somebody who's now, you know, in the room is, is every day, every minute, every action is about, is about uh, building that trust back about mm -hmm. fixing that issue, those issues. And um, I don't want to lessen, I don't want to make light of or lessen, you know, um, you know, what happened or some of the things that happened, some of it's been blown way up and that's okay mm -hmm. because nothing, sh nothing uh, that happened should have happened. 
but but it's all in process of of having the right policies, procedures, etc., being fixed. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I like that, that comment it. about inst- restoring trust too. Yeah. With that, it's, imper- I, it's imperative. I'm sorry. I I, I I really am. But but I can tell you that you know fixing what this this association is going to be a lot easier than people think that mm. it that it is yeah it really it, it really is i mean it's not as difficult as people are making it to be fixing a reputation is something let's how many times have you said right it takes years to build a reputation and one one tiny yeah. act to destroy yeah. it yeah. yeah yeah and to your point trust is earned it isn't given right 100%. and so it requires time yeah, to earn that trust back. Yeah. yeah. What? So I let's. Think, I think talking about what, like what, what NAR really does. Yeah. You know, I think if I'm talking to you and you're saying, you know, this, you guys, you guys need to go away, and I, I would then follow that with, listen, I respectfully, I respect your opinion, I understand what you're saying, but did you know? Yeah. Right. Before we burn it down, yeah. let's have an honest discussion about what actually. NARS. Well, I'd yeah, like to I, dig into some of those things in this pod as can well. Can I make one point um, real quick before we transition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I want the industry to understand this, that feelings aren't often are not an appropriate gauge for what you should do, right? Um, it fe- you can it, it might make you feel better in the moment, right? Burn it down, right? Burr, they don't do shit. Like get rid of those guys, Burr, right? right? It, that might feel good in the moment, but how you feel is often a terrible indicator of what you should do in business, right? And or personal life, by the way. Sure, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stay away from that one. Um, but so I just want people to be reminded that. Your feelings aren't invalid. They are valid. And the industry has earned those feelings. And the the initial reaction to those feelings, that what you want to do with those feelings is often a terrible idea. Right. I mean, it's, it's, I agree 100%. Yeah. And, you know, the key here, I think then, and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit, yeah. is... There's a lot of stuff that, as you've now stated, NAR needs to fix, and it's being worked on. And thank you, by the way, for volunteering to do that, um, mm-hmm. because I don't, I understand the fact that when you're not working in your company, it's it's <laughs> you're you're volunteering your time, and it's it's money essentially you're giving up. Um, I, I would I would I would ask the the the, the realtors out there who are you know you know cut us that slack at least because because I, I you know I, I say that mm. that to agents here I'm like listen I can I can take back my 400 hours a, a year I don't even know how many it is it's a lot <laughs> that I volunteer for the betterment of their profession the general public private property rights um, advocacy all of that and I could take that all back and be greedy um, and make a lot more money. But if all of the volunteers who are so passionate about what we do did that, man, the market would look a lot different. It would. It, I'll, 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 I'm going to move this into actually a slightly different direction than I was going to take this for just a second. You know, there's also an element of personal responsibility that Americans in general, yes, everybody that's listening, as well as realtors, need to stop having opinions about stuff they don't educate themselves on. If, for example, we're gonna, I'm gonna dive deep in this. I want to, I want to know because I don't know some of the things that NER 
has done or remember, which is probably what this is going to be because I tend to follow some of this stuff. Um, but uh, nine times out of 10, when I ask somebody to like, I hate NER, I'm like, what is it that you hate about them? I like to just ask questions, obviously. <laughs> and they're right. like, oh, well, they just don't do anything for me. Well, what does that mean exactly? What, what don't they do for you? When was the last time that you went to realtor.org and actually like, peruse Ever. the website <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah besides your login like did you go actually like read anything and they get they get stumbled right. um and you know what's the dues now 150 six four six six whatever it is mm-hmm. by the so, way if so, you don't so low <laughs> it's a hundred and fifty six dollars yeah, like, so it, it is it is so low i can't remember one i i, I was the the, the professional I'm trying to remember the one that was like totally freakish to me. There was like a, I can't remember. I wish I could remember. It was a, a, the National Association of, I don't know, whatever. I don't know what it was, but it was $2,500 a year. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, we're so low in the spectrum. It's unbelievable. Well, and I, I, so we're a member of the International Franchise Association, you know, and as a company, it's, it's uh, 6,000 to be Is a member. It? I was, I, you know, I told you, I think, I don't know if I said at the beginning, I, I'm, uh, I build modular houses and the uh, modular housing Institute is 1100. Yeah. Look, I'm going to counter that comment also with, you know, one of the things that NER has to continue to get better about is educating people as well. And, you know, there, I, it's not, it's undeniable. There has been a communication gap for some time. I believe we just got a new C chief communications officer hired. Yes. I believe that's just, and she hasn't, nobody's been in that role for a while. It's like, I mean, you could, there's a way you can see that there's been a lack of communication, <laughs> but that also is self-responsible. Has there, I mean, kind of open, open, open an email people. I mean, you know, go to the website, go to the social, <clears throat> what, I, you want me to drive to your house? You know, yeah, I mean, but I mean, it'd be nice. nice. Million dollars a year, yeah. But Not, look, you know, I mean, proven. look, there's. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back because you said that. Right. So you know, like, <laughs> I personally, I personally think yeah. strategy behind communication has been lacking, and I'm not ragging on anybody. But for example, if in in my organization we have PR crisis teams, we do. And it's designed for when somebody does something stupid and it shows up on the news, we have our person to contact, we have an execution plan and we go. My comment would be, we lost the, the lawsuit and I'm not going to go into lawsuits today, but we should have had a PR campaign aggressively going out to counteract, which we all have seen, the massive amount of negative PR going on about our industry. I'm not, again, I'm not ragging. I'm simply stating that I think that part of, yeah, there needs to be in, in looking at stuff, the overall how we communicate is, as in my opinion, just my humble opinion, needs to be part of that discussion for what the organization does. Because man, our industry has been quiet. Yeah. Well, no, I, I agree. I'll, add, I agree. I'll yeah. add a layer, right? Quiet. Like, because I, I know Nara sent a bunch of emails, right? And I, look, we deal with this in our organization. We send emails. Nobody reads all, our shit. Nobody reads yeah. our shit. It drives us crazy. Right? Yeah. But yeah. but there. If that isn't working, then we've got to figure out. Another, we'll, it's not just that, though. We have broker involvement council. You know, we we, we yeah. have the you know we disseminate through the brokers. We yeah. disseminate through social media. We disseminate through media through public media. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I, listen, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm I I hear so, trust, so why those of us the ten percent of us or less that actually volunteer. Okay, yeah. and that, yeah. that, you know that 
we're, we're all of us are like, my God, how do pay? I was talking to an agent. I was in a deal with somebody trying to raise our pack dollars just a couple days ago. And I, and I, you should have seen the, the text message that I sent them. Do you know that, that Ohio state, uh, um, you know, got business income deduction. Um, you know, uh, they were going to cut it down from 300,000 to 100,000. I saved you $3,000 in state income tax. We did three years in a row. Now I said, I'm only asking for a thousand dollars. You sell $15 million a year. <laughs> so, I didn't know that. I know so, you didn't know that. I so mean, I, it, it takes me but, telling you, we, 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 it takes an army mm. to spread this information. So I hear what you're saying. I get it. And it is by the way, in our strategic why? plan to create better ways of, what do you uh, think that what it like we'll go to opinion now right because I, it, I it's not a lack of effort on nars part but then why the disconnect what do you think that is we're too we're we're it's we're a behemoth it's yeah. massive it's huge mm. i mean it's 1.5 million people come on now look look at look at this look at the how much misinformation can be spread during this next presidential election campaign that well, people are going to go to this ballot actually <laughs> information <laughs> on, it, on 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 one of these Let's not go there. Um, yeah. No, we're on the same page. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. great job, and they're, America. And they're Two make, great choices. I mean, the stuff that we that I hear, like you know, we, we, like I said, I'm a political junkie. You know, we have we have uh, you know these guys come in and 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 talk to us about candidates and stuff like that, and then they show us interviews that they do that they did mm -hmm. during um, you know polling. And you, when you listen to these people, you're like, oh my god, mm -hmm. look how how do you get? How does somebody get to this stage in their life hmm. where this is they're making decisions on this information? It, it's tough. I mean, but yeah, look, and also the, let's in fairness to the industry, um, we've kind of, I mean, to some degree, it's structured this way. You know, the average realtor does three deals. Is it three? Well, it'd be less than that this year. But in, in past times, it was like three deals a year. It'll slightly over. They're, fine. Yeah. They're, they're looking, they're, they're just going like paycheck to paycheck doing something else or not paying attention they're just trying to figure out how top of funnel we argue about this all the time like we're yeah. just everything's top of funnel top of funnel top of funnel um i mean we we we're obviously i think kind of agreeing here that there there needs to continue to be adoption and change uh and and also i want to re reinstate my point and then i want to dig deep into a little bit about some of these specifics but like you know our industry also needs to wake up and like educate itself and take a little responsibility at the same mm -hmm. time um so that's a good segue. Let's. <laughs> you should have a podcast. <laughs> let's talk about. Um, and I, 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 since mm -hmm. you're the political junkie, yeah. Let's talk about some of these things that that would never have happened. Oh yeah. Had NER not existed, and I want to start with one because I think this is the one where, and Keith and I are going to probably make some really stupid comments here, but usually, um, usually, it's the CARES Act. <laughs> let's go back oh, yeah. three years ago. Yeah. When COVID happened and the world was freaking out and we didn't know anything and we didn't trust anyone or any whatever, like we just went into this thing and a bunch of states shut down and like we went into complete panic. Yeah. Um, we had states where their, their real estate agents were not deemed essential. Uh, everything, title companies closed, like nothing was moving. And, every, and I remember this because, you know, Keith and I, our other job. Um, is to manage a big real estate organization. And we're sitting here going, well, how that, what are we, like, what are it we going to so do? It was so crazy. Like, it was literally, illegal might be the wrong phrase. I, I don't know exactly. I am not a political nerd. Uh, but, like, it was literally illegal or whatever the right term is to sell a house in a handful yeah. of states across the country. Imagine you are 
two days away from the close of your transaction. You, all you want to do is get to that new place and bunker down because of the insanity that's going on. And the government said, mm, that's not nah. essential. Nah. And then your loan docs expire. And like, then you don't know how you're going to get a paycheck. Yeah. You're in California? We are, uh, unfortunately, yeah. yes. We don't away? like say that publicly what very gave, much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we gave yeah. it away. I, I was talking to a lot of Californians during that period of time. So yeah. talk to us about the CARES Act and like give us an yeah. example of, ex- literally an example of yeah. how. Yeah, for sure. Well, first thing I think it's important to say when we talk about NAR and its advocacy power, um, NAR is a, an entity that, that and a lobbying entity that, that, that is equally balanced on both sides of the aisle. Okay, Mm -hmm. so when we talk about candidate contribution, it's 50, 50, 49, 51. It's always very close to even Um, housing is a nonpartisan issue. Okay, Mm -hmm. the economy is nonpartisan. So, I mean, how what people feel or think about it might might be something that's a little bit different. But um, in the CARES Act, the NAR was was literally pivotal. Um, There's the Great Dane. There's Amazon. That's, yeah. yeah, that's Amazon. Is his name it, Amazon? <laughs> it, it should should be actually. Yeah. She's a great Dane, so yeah. um, it, it's actually fun watching the uh, the drivers when she jumps on the board, run back to the truck, jump back, fall back off yeah. of the porch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 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 during the CARES Act, um, you know, there was some absolutely unprecedented things that happened in that in that legislation um, that that NAR was literally at the table with legislators helping to draft the very various drafts of of the of the act. Independent contractors, which were an independent contractor status. And by the way, we've maintained independent contractor status as realtors for for our entire existence because of NAR. There have been many times where that's been on the chopping block. I okay. want to come to that in a second. I want to yeah, go to that as in a small second, businesses. Yeah. So, so number one, um, nationally, real estate was deemed an essential service. Nationally, mm-hmm. okay. So na- then, it, then it went down to the states. But that's number one. Is which, which to be was- clear, if we did not have people connected mm-hmm. in the room, yeah. Potentially, we, we would not have been deemed an essential service and yeah. everyone would be unemployed. That's basically. right. We have a seat yeah. at the table in every congressional office in the country. Mm. If you don't have a seat at the table, you're on the menu. Okay. So <laughs> that's a really good quote. I got to write that down. It's it. You, you don't, right? I mean, you, you, listen, when they're writing the menu up, if you don't have a seat at the table, you know, so. We're we are literally in every office on Valentine's Day. I'm going to be in Washington D.C. meeting with uh, Congresswoman Chantel Brown. Um, so number one, where where we are deemed nationally essential service. Number two, for the first time in the history of the country, independent contractors qualified for unemployment benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. That, yeah. That's that was specifically us putting that into the legislation. Yeah, for the for the burn art of the ground crowd. Like. Yeah, for those of you who sell three houses a year, okay? <laughs> no judgment. And, and we're able to collect, okay? And the $600 payments, okay? Um, right. EIDL, okay, and PPP loans. 
those were put in at the at the request of the National Association of Rollers. You know, the, the PPP loans were were imperative. We didn't know. Listen, my volume was down fifty percent in April, and we were in essential service in May, in mm-hmm. March, and April of twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know that I was on my way to the best year of my career. That that had no. We had no idea. I just knew that we were in lockdown and. People were going no, at out that point in time. It was canned peaches and ammunition, and then later on, your career actually went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know it was just going to be free money, but but what? it was, and that's great. You know, but what? but those what? things were in there because we put them in there. But to anchor back into like the reality of it, I was on the phone with a Pittsburgh owner yeah, who was in tears because yeah. Pennsylvania deemed it non-essential. Mm-hmm. And she she wasn't in tears because of her business. Do you know why she was in tears? She was in tears because she couldn't figure out how to articulate this to her clients who had all of these needs, wants, and desires. And now she felt helpless to provide the service that is why she does what she does. And if you don't think NAR was essential in getting that fixed reversed and changed you're crazy yeah and listen i've uh, i've bashed nar before right i'm no nar apologist i'm not here stumbling for nar but if you think that happens without nar you're delusional right there's no way there is no way and so like if all nar did was political action and threw all the other stuff out the window it's still worth your 156 bucks it's the most important thing we do Yep. Un- uh, unequivocally without question undeniably it's the reason why i'm it, it, listen it's the reason i volunteer i i, right. I as I, i'm a political junkie if i didn't believe that what i was doing here mattered listen i'll tell you what i was i my very first committee meeting at federal financing and housing policy committee okay which is fha us us uh da va and hud my very first meeting are you guys realtors uh, not, I'm not any okay. longer. Not, not yeah. yet. Right. We, so, right. Well, managed. years ago, yeah. if you sold a HUD property during the mortgage meltdown, okay, mm-hmm. you you had to you had to write. You had a buyer. You wanted you you uh, you had to write an offer on their paper. You had mm-hmm. to do it in triplicate with <laughs> blue ink. Three triplicate with blue ink. You had to overnight it with a cashier's check on a property you weren't under contract on to some wow. office in wherever. The fifties called. They want their real estate transaction back within within forty eight hours. <laughs> okay, and and we had DocuSign and oh. Loop. We had electronic signature yeah. system, and and so you know it was a boring meeting. We really didn't do anything. It was my first meeting, and then they said, you know, go to the order or you know, and new business. Anybody have any new business? And I was just like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm at my national committee. I'm like, am I allowed to say? Well, I said, I said, well, I have a question. I said, we do, we do HUD here, right? They said, yeah. I said, well, you know, I, I'm working with a lot of investors. I, you know, I, I, I don't know anybody else is writing on HUD contracts, but this whole triplicate thing with blue ink and blah, blah, blah. And, and everyone's like, oh my God, it's horrible. This is crap. You know, yeah. Why should we have to do that? I said, you know, yeah, we have electronic signatures. So that turned into discussion and emotion. And eight months later, it was gone. Mm. Mm. And I'm mm. like, 
what? This is what we do. Yeah. 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 Let's go to this internal revenue uh, code <laughs> section. I had to write this down because uh, internal revenue code. You know what you're talking about? I'm uh, trying. That's why you're here. Uh, 3508. Yeah. Just in case the IRS is listening, no, no, I there, promise. That, are you, you're saying you're saying code, so I'm going is maybe. I, I'm I'm referring to independent contractor status. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about. Um, that was kind of my joke. Uh, I was trying to sound educated. Uh, <laughs> the independent contractor status that. Uh, that we have, which I'm not. If correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think anyone else has this carve out uh, that I'm aware I'm, of. Uh, well, I don't want to say nobody. I mean, independent contractors means you're a 1099 instead of a. We w- have our own specific carve out though in residential real estate that we've been doing for a long time. Right. Yeah, yeah. we're we're a unicorn. Yeah. Um, what would happen if that wasn't there? Oh boy. The tax benefits would be substantial. The the tax implication would be substantial. Yeah. You know, we're we're a small business. That's what we are. One point five million small businesses, um, and uh, that's that's a big deal. Um, I, I just am looking at it like, well, if we didn't have it, and I know we're constantly involved in this. I to be clear, this is not just. I'm I'm also fairly educated on this on a different side of joint employer relationships in the franchise world, a massive topic going on. They're trying to make it so that the franchisee is essentially an employee of the franchisor. Oh, um, oh yeah, it's a huge, huge issue. It's, it's a big problem. Again, why I put money into the International Franchise Association <laughs> to lobby to stop politicians from doing stupid shit they do all day. Um, so they they just want more money. I, mean, I, I know, but the, yeah, they just they just want the six grand. Like, don't worry, the six grand is nothing. If we had that happen yeah. to us, we'd be fine, Keith. Um, yeah, no big deal. No, no big deal. deal. Um, yeah, we're now liable for what you know six thousand people do. Right. Um, that that independent contractor status that we had continued that is on the chopping block. I pretty much all the time. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're fighting for that consistently. The ABC test is what they're using as the baseline for this. Um, it's, you know, they're constantly looking at what we do as a profession going, you know, does it violate that? Does it not? If we didn't have that independent contractor status, that world looks very different. Like the tax advantages are gone. And mm-hmm. if you have to be an employee, like I don't want to sound grim here to everyone listening, yeah. but like if, if you... If if you sold four or five houses a year, which is roughly eighty to ninety percent of the industry that do that, you would not have a job. Because let right. me be very clear about it: your broker is not going to employ you, right. yeah, or your split would change. Right? You'd be on a fifty-fifty, or right. or more. Yeah, yeah. Like like, it, and and I haven't, and I'm, I'm I can I can say these because it's the podcast that we get to host. But like, there hasn't <laughs> been a successful proven W two model. I have not seen on a mass scale that proven out in our business yet. I agree. Um, there's, there's a and company gonna, that's been trying for 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'm not going to so, name any of them either. But but uh, yeah, agreed. 100. <laughs> there has not been. Uh, well, and you know what? And, and any of us on, I think, on a large scale, to be clear, of my comment. Yeah, yeah. there are teams yeah, yeah, that have yeah, done it successfully. But five thousand yeah. agents. I don't know. Yeah, I have yeah. to look at the number of that verbiage. Yeah. But um, I would I would say this: they wouldn't work as hard. You know, I mean, mm. it's a job. I tell I, every every new realtor that I sits in front of me, I'm like, listen, let me make one thing very clear to you: this is not a job. Yeah, you're you're the CEO of you know John Smith LLC. 
or whatever you want to call yourself. And you better understand that if you look yourself in the mirror every day, you're going to wake up, you're waking up unemployed until you find yourself a listing or a buyer, you know, you better, you, you, you know, you, you better. Mm -hmm. So this is not, this is, this business is not for the faint of heart either. I mean, yeah. we're dealing with people's lives here, you know, mm -hmm. and how many, you know, when you're selling somebody a house or selling their house or even a business or whatever, these are big deals to people. You know, other than the investors that are just buying, you know, a house, you know, a multifamily here or there, that's just like, you know, old hat to them. Most transactions in the, in the country, listen, somebody had a baby, they got married, they got divorced, somebody died. I mean, these are not, you know, this isn't, and if you're good and you're, and you're doing six, seven, eight deals a month, you know, I, I, I you know, I have the stress of all those people at one time mm -hmm. on my back and it's mm -hmm. my job to keep cool. Right. Mm -hmm. Give us a couple of uh, things here um, on the consumer side. We've talked uh, about a few things yeah. that NARS done for for agents. You know, yeah. you guys. I'm sure there were agents that took PPP while they were still working full time. Uh, no, you know, come on, that no. never happened. Uh, there's, you know, that support independent contractor status. That helps people uh, all over the country. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So That's let's switch this. Role. What is yeah. it? What is it from the consumer side? What is what are some things that NAR has done from that perspective on how it's advocated for buyers and sellers that the market would be drastically distant, different? Yeah, you know, the, mm -hmm. uh, um, for, well, I'll give you a several national flood insurance program. I mean, we are always, 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 always saving the national flood insurance program. And frankly speaking, you know, Congress they play political football with it um, and other budgetary issues. Um, when it comes to a lapse, but but we're always there having to tell them, listen, you don't understand. If this lapses even a day, mm -hmm. thousands of transactions go south. Okay, people. There are people who are, you know, we talk. You talk about the CARES Act. I had a doctor working at the Cleveland Clinic moving to Boston, and a doctor in uh, New York moving to the Cleveland Clinic when we went when we went shut down, and I was on the phone with the governor's office and the Department of Commerce in Ohio five hours before we were declared an essential service in Ohio. Not because we should have been an essential service, but to tell them who else needed to be a essential service so these two doctors could still go do their job and, and, and help the public. But um, national flood insurance, same thing. Can you imagine if, if there's a doctor that, that Miami General or whatever hospital needed in Florida and they can't, he can't move because the, he that house needs flood insurance and the flood insurance program laps for a day. Um, you know, the, every single time it's, it's all the time with national, national flood insurance. Uh, another great one. I was chair of federal financing and housing policy in 2015. That helped, that helped us lead to what was called HR 3700. This was a, a bill that actually passed unanimously. Through the House and Senate, I don't. You can't build a. a you can't plant, plant a tree unanimously. <laughs> you just totally caught me off guard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we buried the lead. Yeah, unanimously. Okay, and and in this bill was a change to the FHA condo policy. Um, we had to prove to Congress that they were single handedly destroying the condo market by by how arduous it was to get it uh, to get condo associations approved for FHA financing. And then the recertification process mm -hmm. being such a short two year period of time. And then also uh, all of the information that had to be uh, 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 collected. But what, what happened when that changed, this, this changed in 2008 during the mortgage meltdown, they took all this stuff away, stripped it away. 
And they also took away what was called spot approvals. Now, spot approvals allow, let's say you as an individual with great credit want to use an FHA finance, a financing loan to buy a condo. You could individually get approved for that association, even if the association was not approved. Oh, HR 3700 brought that back, and that was single-handedly done by the National Association of Realtors. Um, uh, 1031 God, exchange is another one. Mortgage that, interest yeah. deduction. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we, yeah. we're constantly, right. constantly yeah. getting mortgage interest. There's so I many mean, things. Yeah, you touched ahead. on 2008, and to me, that's the example that I always use when people want to bash NAR. Because when the candidly the entire globe went into uh, some version of recession because we got sucked we got a little weird with housing in the u.s right yeah. and the government was, was looking for we talked about blame earlier they were looking for someone to blame they were going around the industry trying to figure out and i'm sure there were meetings in the room where it happens to quote hamilton the play uh on figuring out who they could blame and you know who got blamed the mortgage industry you know who didn't get blamed the real mm-hmm. estate industry. Now we were all complicit. Like we all were involved, right? The mortgage industry was making the loans. We were, you know, like we all were part yeah, of the You're talking like 2005, four, three, like all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I wasn't but, licensed then. Yeah. So the, the, <laughs> the <laughs> disclaimer. Ah, look at you. Wasn't part bullets. of it. You are. Yeah. I was on, I'm on a cleanup crew. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, we, I got, we were not. You're right. We were not. The mortgage industry got a total overhaul. Smashed. Right? Smashed. Yeah. Dodd Frank. Yes. Yeah. And why? Yeah. Well, because the uh, National uh, Mortgage Association isn't Mortgage as powerful Mortgage. as the National Realtors Association. Period. Yeah. Like, well, I, well, should also, it work that way? I don't know. But that's what yeah. happened. Right. Well, it's also, but it is also that mortgage industry and the banking industry in general that took the screws out, you know, of, yeah. of yeah. underwriting. For sure. We didn't, we didn't allow, you know, we, we didn't, um, as an industry allow somebody to sign an affidavit saying I make $120,000 a year. Hey, here's a home, you know? Yes. yes. Our industry did benefit from the looser regulations, but we didn't create create them, but I'm sure they would have liked to split, spread the blame around and they didn't. And I, my personal opinion, I have nothing to base this on other than logic, but my personal opinion is NAR is a big part of why. We all agree, including you, and you're on the cleanup committee, that NAR has a lot of things it needs to fix. And it sounds like you got you are, and we are rooting for you. Yeah. Um, and we are the industry. I hope the industry is rooting for you, and that those changes start to we see those changes, that these things happen, whatever it turns out to be. And there's there's listening, there's communication, etc. And the industry also needs to understand, which was one of the things that you know why we were glad that you came today. That without having a seat at that table, I'll go as bold as that most people that are currently in this profession will not have a job. Um, they, They will not have a job because policies will be put in place, decisions will be made, things will happen with lots of unintended consequences. And we all know this is how it works. It's, it's always trying to educate people on the unintended consequences of bills that are proposed and, and, and having that influence. And, to the people that talk about wanting to burn this thing down, I, I would argue, can we just like maybe remodel it? Can we remodel the house and, and just not throw the baby out with the bathwater <laughs> right. and like, right. 
Let's yeah. do a little bit. We'll get the brick out of there and we'll come up with some new construction and, you know, figure out how to how to adapt to this future. So I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on my statements there? I, li- I like that analogy. I think I think that's spot on. I mean, I and I th- and I think that's that's what's going to happen. I mean, it, well, listen, yeah, we, you know, one thing we didn't address, by the way, is the lawsuits, mm-hmm. um, you know, and um, I, I want to since I have the opportunity to go on record, I'm going to. Um, <laughs> But yes, you know, we, we do have to we do have to remodel and we are remodeling um, and there's going to be a lot of, I think, I think great changes. I think, honestly, a lot of great things for the better. Um, but this industry, you know, is 17 percent of every dollar spent in the country. OK, it's it's huge and it's massive and it needs protection and it needs protection of something very strong and powerful. And you're right that we have a seat at every table when when we listen to congressional people when we listen to regulatory uh officials um when when whether whether at one of our conferences and maybe you know they're greasing us because they're talking to us but also when we go out and we're just you know out in the marketplace where several industry players are Mm -hmm. invariably i'm always hearing you guys are as important and as um, relevant a group as we talk to. Mm-hmm. And we would not be able to do what we do without the information, the research, um, and the relationship that we have with the National Association of Realtors. I can't tell you how many times I hear it, okay? Um, and and I'm gonna tell you that all of that is done as at a high level and extremely professional. And, and when it comes to these lawsuits and thinking that there's like, this huge conspiracy, um, you know, with NAR and listen, I'm a home services broker owner. Okay. Yeah. I've been that for since before the beginning of those lawsuits. And I'll tell you as God is my witness, never once have we talked about price fixing at NAR. Never once has the, the that, that NAR said anything down to us. Never once like, who are these guys? They, they like, they didn't even not one shred of evidence. They're supposed to prove there was this conspiracy. And no. all they're going to do is hurt the general public with, with their money grab of this of these lawsuits and, and bring down an extremely, um, try to bring down an extremely uh, well-working system of protection of the public. That's what NAR is. You think that NAR is anything more than that? If there, if there's one thing that you can define NAR as, we protect the public. Forget that we protect realtors or that we protect our members or whatever. We protect the general public. We protect the, the real estate market and the American dream. And by that's the way, God's Seth, honest truth. And by the way, Seth, there's your ad campaign. Is that it? There's part of it right there. I think that's part of it is instead of just constantly talking about our agents, let's start talking about the consumer. Absolute truth. I think it's, I think it's, that's, I think that's a great way to, to, to end the podcast, by the way, Seth, thank you for being here genuinely and, and your candor and honesty and like off script, everything we, and, and also I'll say thank you for volunteering your time because I don't. So (laughs) we need people like you to do that. Um, I will educate myself more on this stuff as well. Um, cause I think it's but, important to lead from the top. So and these kind of vulnerable and authentic conversations are how you, uh, win the trust back and how you affect change. So comment. you're, I would you're, le- you're leading from the front with that. And, uh, 
I'm sure some people are going to, I can't wait for the comment section on when we post this one. Um, but you're, you're leading from the front and your willingness to be vulnerable, to accept responsibility for failures, uh, to try to think about solutions to those failures is exactly what the industry needs. So thank you for that. Thank you. I'm in your corner, bud. So thanks for having me. All right. right. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. You don't want to let Keith down, do you? Hit subscribe, and not only will you never miss an episode of this podcast, but you'll also never make Keith sad. He's easily entertained.